you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Wednesday, December 20th, and you're listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. That is the voice of today's special guest. Went for it today. Thanks for I that. Former number one overall pick, Super Bowl champion closer. David Carr. David, welcome back to the pod. Thanks, man. I'm your host, NFL Network senior writer, Andrew Levy, and on today's show, What a Difference a Day Makes. Wow, that's No, no, really too good. high. Uh, what a difference a day makes. Uh, he's definitely 24 on stage. We didn't uh, license that. I think that's a Nat King Cole song. Uh, but you know what? Not a day. Uh, how about What a Difference 311 Days Make? Because that's how long it's been since Super Bowl 57, when the two best teams in the NFL last season met, matched up, and managed to create one of the finest spectacles this league has ever seen. I it think you'll agree. Super Bowl game. 57 was empirically awesome. It was awesome. Right? Well, I mean, the best player on the field probably lost the game. Lost the game. Yep. Amazing. So 311 days later, very different scenes for the defending champion, the AFC Defending champion Kansas City Chiefs and the defending NFC champion Super Bowl combatant Philadelphia Eagles. The question of the day about those two teams in two parts. Part number one, what the hell's wrong with the Chiefs and the Eagles? Part number two, what's next for the Chiefs and the Eagles? Very easy for me to ask, not easy to answer. Let's get to it, starting with this. Drew looks, throws that way, got JSN, he reaches up, makes the catch, touchdown, Seahawks! And with 28 seconds left, the Seahawks lead. With that corner route touchdown catch by Jackson Smith and Jigba, thrown by Drew Locke, that was Monday night. Uh, a third straight loss for the visiting and reigning NFC champion Eagles was sealed. David, it's too wide a net to throw, but let's throw it and see mm -hmm. what we catch. What's going on here? <laughs> uh, okay, so we have, like you laid out brilliantly at the beginning of the podcast, Two great football teams. They were in the Super Bowl last year. And so the bar is really high. And so when the bar is really high, when you go on a three-game losing streak like the Eagles are on, it gets amplified. Yeah. 
because this is a good football team. It's a great roster. It's got everything that you want yes. to be able to go compete. And so, and it's got Howie Roseman, uh, the architect brilliant. of this team. You wouldn't want anybody but him sort of like being the architect. That's what's so hard about it is like, well, okay, how do we fix what doesn't necessarily seem like it's broken? But there are things that happen in this league, which is the stuff that I love about the NFL is because it takes every human being in the building and it takes a complete focus as Jalen even alluded to after the game being dialed in it to get back to where you were at the mountaintop battling for the Vince Lombardi trophy so when I look at it on the surface I think that the Eagles have to have certain components to be effective yes what did they have last year that they don't have right now okay simply the back end of their defense is a little bit suspect okay we saw it where Drew Locke went up and down the field we saw it when he went 92 yards or 90-plus yards to win the football game at the end of the game. Let me interrupt by putting a finer point on David's assertion because it's absolutely correct. The stats bear out the truth of it. The Philadelphia Eagles, after that top-five total defense last year, have the 26th-ranked scoring defense. They are giving up north of 24 mm-hmm. points a game this year. They have the 28th-ranked defense versus the pass and they are second worst in the league in scoring defense versus the pass no fewer than 30 touchdowns against in the passing game only the commanders are worse so david it's not just the eye test the stat test is failed spectacularly by this team what happened in one year that suddenly the backside of a defense is no longer a strength it is now a weakness that is being exploited by just about everybody yeah so i think that you know when you look at good teams like we saw philly last year and they're a good team this year you know you have to have synergy you have to have you know you have to have something special in in the realm of chemistry to to get to where they were and i think that it we haven't said in a while but it can't be understated that when you lose both coordinators you're going to you're going to now lose part of that. And so the guys that are coming in, have we seen now Matt Patricia is now calling the defensive plays on that side of the ball. So there's, they're, they're, they're looking for something at personnel-wise. They're not the same personnel-wise on the back end that they were last year. They're, there's a lack of, not talent, but they're not as good as they were last year. And I think that when you start to have those two things, which it doesn't seem like a lot, but when you're talking about where they were, that's just enough. They don't tackle well in the secondary. The last two weeks, teams have really exposed them there. They, they saw San Francisco do it, and now you see Seattle, who doesn't really throw a lot of screens. They don't do a lot of that. That's all they wanted to do throughout the course of that game was challenge the secondary. And to Philly's credit, they made some good plays. And I think that it possibly could have been because they weren't having to tackle Debo Samuel and, C- and Christian McCaffrey and certain guys like that. So, but I think that teams are going to continue to test them there as well as test them down the field. Now, coverage-wise, Patricia is from the Belichick school. So they are, in my brain, that tells me they're going to double, right? They're going to try and take away your best player, which is DK, right, in the passing game. And we saw through three quarters, he didn't do anything. Yeah. He relatively one yep. catch, maybe. But then when you get into the, the two-minute mode, it was interesting that they started to play it a little bit more balanced. And when they did that, Drew Locke was sitting there thinking, well, this is great. I'm going to throw it to my guy now. So he made a couple plays down the field. And also schematically, they were in, they were in the right call a couple of times, but, but it goes back to my personnel. They weren't, they weren't in the right place. Let's, right? Uh, let's paint the picture for you even finer because, David Uhart, you're reminding us of what we saw in that two-minute drive when, the, when Drew Locke, 
led the Seattle Seahawks yeah. down the field for a game winning in the end touchdown pass to JSN to Jackson Smith and Jigba. Mm-hmm. And what you noticed is that on the backside of that now Matt Patricia led defense, they started going to single high safety. And you said earlier yesterday that you can't remember watching a two minute drive when a team played so much, if at all, yeah. single high safety. So as a quarterback, you probably breathed a sigh of relief on behalf of Drew Locke, thinking, well, oh, now he's looking out there going, okay, now I just get to get to pick a route yeah, and, uh, and make a play. Yeah, sometimes I wonder if, like, Matt Patricia spent time on the offensive side of the ball, too, so he should, he should have some sense of that's exactly what I would want in that scenario because the last time I, I – now that I'm thinking about it, the last time I can remember that happening was the Rams with Baker Mayfield against the Raiders right here across the street at SoFi. When he went 90-plus yards. Right, he'd been in, in the Rams uniform for all of about for like 15 minutes, days. right? Yeah, exactly, and just walked down the field. And right. I'm thinking, I'm watching that game last night, and they're, they're doing the same thing. Like, why make it so easy? I'm not taking anything away from Drew. That was great. He made some big-time throws, and they had to make the plays. But, man, like, that was a huge question mark for me. If I'm Philly watching that, it's like, what are we doing? Why don't we just play shell coverage, let our pass rush get there? Like, it seems pretty simple to go out there and execute that. So that's that first catch across the middle by DK Metcalf when he was kind of sliding to his knees. I think the play after was the one that was reviewed, but he came up with a great catch on the play after, but both of those routes, middle of the field and you're looking at a team that's almost playing prevent defense and yet you're you're only ahead four it's not like you're ahead by you're not ahead nine or more you're ahead by four that's what was so interesting about that drive that play that you referenced was it's a perfect example of why i think patricia panicked and hit the let's single high this thing because it was that's a cover two route beater so you you're playing this prevent type off defense like you said and DK pushed in and kind of found some space in the middle of the field. And Matt Patricia saw that and said, if he would have caught that running like Troy Aikman laid out, he probably would have scored, right? And so he's like, we can't run that anymore. Let's play some single high. Let's get some more guys in the middle. And then it was just like, well, now we don't know what to do because now they're hitting shots down the over field. Overcorrection, overreaction. Exactly. And so that just, but that like goes back to, well, that's a team without an identity on the defensive side, like on the back end. So that that's a huge issue because teams are going to exploit all the things that we just laid out there. You know, the uncertainty and the play calling, you know, the chemistry between the play caller and the players like that's you're not, you're not selling me on the back end of that thing. And then on the offensive side, it's a whole nother story, right? That's, that's kind of goes back to what we've been talking about for a while. And the way that this offense has to run is by running the football and their, their quarterbacks to be able to do that. He's got to be healthy and look credit to Jalen for going out there. I mean, he's sick. He's trying to battle. He's trying to, that's got to be extremely difficult. I've been sick and not played in games. I've been sick and played in games. Like it's not a fun experience either way. Um, but I think that that wasn't even really the issue with me. Like it's, it's just, his leg does not look healthy. Yeah. Right. For me. So I don't no, know it if doesn't. resting it, would do you that. said that he's laboring to run and that you, yeah, uh, this, I'm, I'm quoting watch, you from man. yesterday. I sort of took notes as you were talking through this and you said that you feel for him because you totally recognize yeah. the competitor in him wants to be out there for his guys yeah. is forcing himself to be out there for his guys. Um, and yet his guys are not necessarily picking up that kind of intensity, right? Or that kind of commitment. Commitment was the catchphrase after the game, and it was picked up by a lot of national outlets yesterday, including our own. The word commitment, he Mm -hmm. was asked, what do you mean by that? And he very coyly, and and I think properly, rightly, is what I mean to say, said, look, I don't have a dictionary. You know, it's, I mean, commitment. Now, some people decided to take 
commitment out for a ride as if somehow he may be pointing the finger at specific people. But I get a sense from your response yesterday, David, that you just see a quarterback frustrated who needs everybody to buy in every snap because that's kind of in the that's the mode they're in right now. Look, they I, need everybody all hands on deck. I know I know how hard it is battling through injuries. I'm, I'm watching my brother do the same thing currently this year for the Saints. He's battling trying to be out there. And like the, the comments that Jalen made are a lot of the same feelings that you have. And I can understand why Jalen would say that because look at what the commitment he took on yeah. to get there, to take a plane separately from his teammates, to not get them sick, to be out on the field in the rain while he's not feeling great. His knees hurt. He's laboring just to get a few yards before he can slide just to put them in advantageous situations. And yet he had 13 carries for 82 yards and two touchdowns. Brilliant. So a, a hobbling player doing everything to a degree, do. doing everything he so could. So if he now, sees one guy yes. give less than 100% effort on any play, that's going to just jump off the screen. There was him. a play that, I don't know if you looked at it, David, somebody showed it in a meeting yesterday of A.J. Brown kind of cakewalking uh, when yeah. he should have been blocking for Jalen, and Jalen got destroyed by about two or three guys. It's probably moments like that as a quarterback where you look one. around going, I can't do this alone, guys. It only takes one of those plays for it to just stay like a core memory in your brain as a player. When he's given so much to that team in terms of just his, his entire body – you know, his health, everything, you know, at time, the commitment that he's laid out there. And then to have just one play like that happen with AJ or whoever it could have been. It could have been 15 other plays. Yeah, I'm not suggesting, by but the way, listener, that, that Jalen Hurts is, in fact, but it, you know, calling out AJ well Brown. But we certainly found examples of plays yeah. like that AJ That's Brown right. play where he could have been. He certainly has plenty of evidence right in front of his eyes no of guys who may be taking moments off within plays, within single snaps. They're kind of taking moments off. And that's certainly not what you need in a run to the end of a regular season. And especially not what you need for that's a team right. that is clearly not 100 percent right now, struggling right now. OK, so. Uh, that's what's wrong with the Philadelphia Eagles. And he pointed out the backside of this defense, a suddenly porous secondary, a team that's, dare, I, dare we say, easy to score on lately. That's, yeah. that's not going to do you any favors in the postseason, certainly not going to do you any favors as the weather gets worse at the end of a regular season. We saw that the other night. Um, but he also, of course, is pointing to an offensive scheme that still refuses to accept that the best version of themselves is playing uh, against a loaded deck because Jalen Hurts yeah. isn't 100%. You can see it in his play. They are not at their best when he isn't. Okay, so that's what's wrong. What's next for this team, David? They have home dates against the Giants and the Arizona Cardinals, yeah. followed by a final regular season week away to play again the Giants. For all of your Giants love, I think you can agree that Nick Sirianni and Matt Patricia and all of these guys, and certainly Jalen maybe louder than anybody, is convincing himself and everybody around him that these are three games we not only can win, but we are going to win. Let's get the first one out of the way. But that's just scheduling. What's next for this team as you feel it, as you see it? I think that... Are they screwed? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if there's an easy answer for it. Yeah, you it's know? a stupid question. Are they screwed? It's, but it's but, but really, I only though. ask it's that because, because I feel like we feel that I'm, out there. I, I look at every team now, like at this point of the season, like it's Super Bowl or bust. Like, and if you're not talking about that, especially a team like Philly, then what are we talking yeah. about? Like, why are we even having this? That was the one thing I took away. Like, I love my time in New York because... That was always the goal. It was never second place. It was never, let's just see if we can finish with a first round bye. Let's see if, no, like, let's win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, how do we do that? And so that's where I get, that's where I kind of get so forward thinking and, and looking at teams like, like Philly is, 
there are there are holes. There is Pat, Matt Patricia has he's engineered championship defenses in the past. They can fix this. That like I mentioned, there's schematically some things that that you could question at the end, especially in that last drive. But I think as he as he goes through these next three weeks, which are they are winnable games, especially for a, a roster like Philly. You can absolutely shore it up on the defensive side, on the back end, because what they do a unique job of, and, and Philly in particular, with Matt Patricia, is going to do this. Just look at DK's first three quarters numbers. That's what they're going to do to team's best players. Like So it's just Bill Belichick all over again. That's that's a sound defense. So they'll they'll buy into what he's doing. He'll show them on tape as we're sitting here throughout the week. Like, this is how we got to fix this. This is how we're going to play it. They'll have a sound They'll have a sound group to roll out there, and they have a good front. They can get after the quarterback if you get in situations like that. The offensive side is not as easy for me because it's literally the health of the quarterback. And I don't know that, you know, maybe over the next three weeks, I don't even know if I'd run Jalen. Like, I don't know if I would do anything to put him in those situations. And if you watch them through the course of this season, they have been in moments like that where they've played teams that they don't feel are up to, you know, yes. the caliber of yes. their team. Yes. And they just don't run him. Right. So, like, just do that. Like, that. If, if I can get anything out of this, like, short of sitting Jalen and letting him rest for the next month, which is crazy, I know, obviously, just ask Philly fans when they talk to me about it. Short <laughs> of that, right, Yeah. fine. You want to play Jalen? Go play him. I wouldn't even don't run, run him. him. I wouldn't run him. I, I, if you want to do anything in the playoffs, he has to be a he has to be a full speed physical threat in the run game. Okay, now that's going to be hard for Eagles staff and players and certainly fans to hear and to and to act upon. Why? Because the road to a number one seed is still maddeningly open. I know. There is a way to a number one overall seed. Unlikely though, it feels they obviously need to win out against Giants, Cardinals, Giants. Okay. They need to pick up two games on the 49ers. That's where we now start to rely on uh, somebody else's failure. But keep in mind, the Niners play the Ravens this week and then Commanders the week after, but then finish with a Rams team uh, the last week of the season that could be very, very uh, motivated, uh, downright desperate. You never know what happens in an NFL game with that kind of emotion in play. Uh, Note, the Eagles have lost tiebreakers recently, so they have a lot more variables in play that they need from others Mm -hmm. to make it happen. But the road to a top seed is still open, and I think that probably is a... I don't know. It's hard to turn away from a carrot like that. Look, I but know, I your your advice is too, turn away from the carrot. I you think, said this two weeks ago after that loss in the rain to the yeah. Niners, which was don't worry about the number one seed. Yeah. Focus on being your best when it matters most. And right now, it's not now. It's actually three, four weeks from now. So so think long game. Like well, so just let's just fast forward three or four weeks or five weeks. And would you rather play San Francisco in Philly with a a, a hobbled Jalen, correct? Or would you rather play him in San Francisco fully? Correct. Ready? Easy peasy. Not. It's like the latter all day, right. every day, exactly. and twice on Sunday is yep. what you're choosing. Certainly not the former. Okay, so that is a quick analysis of what's wrong with the Philadelphia Eagles and what's next for the Philadelphia Eagles. All is not lost, but baked into David Carr's answer is the very. The brutal truth, the undeniable and, yes, inconvenient truth that changes need to be made in yeah. terms of how this defense sets up, more shell coverage, uh, and mm-hmm. how this offense calls a game. Uh, you may have run out of time now to rest Jalen Hurts, so now you need to rest him within a game and run him less, which, of course, invites losses because they are at their best when they run him more. Yeah. It's a muddle. It's also a <laughs> muddle in Kansas City. What's wrong with the Chiefs and what's next for the Chiefs? Well, that's coming up next with David Carr on NFL. Total Access, the podcast.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Andrew Levy with David Carr. And the next topic, well, it's confusing, David. I don't know what to call it because I don't know what we are seeing in KC right now. They are the defending champions. They have uh, better than average defense, probably the best defense that Patrick Mahomes has played with in his tenure so far in the NFL. And yet it's not going well. Um, Here's the stupid question. Good luck answering it. What the hell is wrong with the Chiefs? (laughs) Oh, man. I think it, there's trust issues, right? This is a this is a really good football team. So, like Pat, let me give you like Pat Mahomes, obviously one of the best, if not the best, quarterbacks in the league. But he has tendencies also that he falls into, and he has he has things that he'll default to that aren't great. It's it's you know high school, college, even in the NFL at times, it can be fantastic to watch. But I think that you know he can fall back into these ruts of all right, I could take an easy completion, I could. Or I can kind of buy some time and try to make a play, right? So I, I've seen that version of Pat. You know, it's not the best, okay? It's not what you want to do. So we have to keep him out of that. So a lot of what you see now is receivers' inability to make plays for their quarterback, right? So we saw Kadarius, you know, line up, you know, offsides. But then last week, the interception that was perfectly thrown, and then you see Pat on the sideline saying, I can't handle it anymore, whatever he's saying, right? He's He's – clearly frustrated with these guys and there's always been a sense that Andy Reid can get those types of players through the junk 
and come out on the other side to make plays. And I think that there's a belief that that can happen. Me personally, I, I would say that you, you've actually been given a little bit of a gift this year, Kansas City. Like Pacheco and this defense is it's great. Like that's, that's the best thing you have going for you. So I say lean into that because there's a real possibility that you could play a playoff game on the road this year. And man, what travels better? In my personal experience, having gone through this, than a run game and a good defense, like nothing. And you got a, a solid veteran quarterback. So I'm, I would say that when I look at the landscape of the Kansas City Chiefs, it's nice to not have to worry about the defense. It's nice to know that they'll get the ball back for you. Okay, so what do we have to do on offense? The fourth-ranked total defense They're in the great. NFL and Spags the third-ranked scoring defense in the Dogs NFL. They're there. not giving up a lot of points, which means that and, – and I think that there's something that we need to hear in David Carr's answer here because, again, like the Eagles, it's not all doom and gloom. In fact, probably no. less so with this Kansas less City so. Chiefs team because when you have a defense playing that well, let's not forget, listener, that the Eagles' defense is uh, a shadow of its former self right now. The same cannot be and will never be said about this Chiefs team. Top four total defense, third-ranked scoring defense. So the adjustments necessary on the offensive side to maybe gain back that trust yeah. to start clicking a little bit more doesn't need to be comprehensive. It doesn't need to be wholesale. Shit, score 8 to 12 more points a game, and you have a real chance of making a proper run in the playoffs. Absolutely. So I, I mean, when I look at Kansas City, you know, and you talk about the run game and how good that's been. you got a great defense. So now let's say, okay, now what's, what else do we do well on offense? Clearly our quarterback, right? But I think because the run game has shown itself to be so effective, I think that you build off of that from the inside out. And maybe you don't utilize, you know, those receivers that have given you the headaches as much, at least on first and second down. First and second down, take a page out of San Francisco's playbook or, you know, pick any of Miami, these guys that utilize the run in action game, the play action game on first and second down. So throw two or three tight ends out there with Pacheco. You could throw two backs out there, like get in some unconventional. Andy Reid's clearly capable of this unconventional sets to kind of create some offense and some, you know, some confidence in your team, because those those groupings have actually played well. You know, Kelsey has been fine and he maybe isn't what he used to be, although he's still a great tight end. But the other guys that have played for him in his place have played really well. The backs have been really well, really good. We've seen what just utilizing the backs for the Buffalo Bills has done for yeah, their offense yeah, exactly with a right. superhero quarterback. So I think that that's... We also saw what pre-snap motion and a little bit of disguise on the right. offensive side of things did for this Chiefs team with ostensible no-name wide receivers when they came back to beat the Eagles when that's in right. the Super Bowl. That's so right. they could actually pull a page from their own book it's not that and hard, change right? things yeah, up a little bit. They don't bit. have to go look elsewhere. Like I always say, copy and paste someone else's stuff. Like, Andy, you got this stuff in your book. Like, just dig it out. It's just a personnel grouping thing. You know, you find what your strength is as you go through the course of the season and any good play caller Andy included will identify his strengths and where he matches up the best and look it's hard to say like just from a physical standpoint okay Gadarius isn't gonna have he's gonna have a matchup he's gonna win right but it's not about the winning at this point it's about the confidence of the young man it's about him making plays for his quarterback his quarterback willingness to throw the football to him right and anticipate some of these throws that we may see being turned down you know to look for Travis or to look for other guys that might make a play for him so you don't want that to creep into what your quarterback is thinking trying no. to go win a Super Bowl and like he has funny. to be fully confident in these guys and, and it's funny you say that because listener if we go into our own memory banks and start to think about what it means when David says that Kadarius Tony certainly has the skills to beat his opponent to sort of win the matchup with the corner whether it's in the slot mm -hmm. or out wide well 
even that half a yard or the yard or best case scenario, yard and a half or two yards of separation doesn't mean anything if at the moment that the ball needs to get thrown, Patrick Mahomes has already said, no, I've been burned too many times by Tony. I've been burned too many times by MVS. I've been burned too many times by these guys. So I'm not going to throw with touch, timing, and anticipation. I'm actually going to look away and now go back to my security blanket, 87, who I'm now asking to carry everything, or check down Charlie to Isaiah Pacheco or somebody else, and that is not sustainable, not with an offense capable of doing so much more. Exactly. To to your last point, not with an offense capable capable of doing so much more as in winning the Super Bowl yes. so to win a game like that you have to throw footballs that would otherwise not be thrown right and you have to have faith like Eli Manning has to throw to Mario Manningham against cover two safety show and the safety is half a foot where he should inside of the space that he should have been he still rips it and they make a huge play like all those things have to come together you remember Julian Edelman down the middle yes. with three guys hanging yes. on him as Tom Brady rips it in and he makes this hero catch like you can just go down the list of miraculous plays quarterbacks trusting their guys those moments came from trust between they, quarterback you have and to receiver have it, otherwise the quarterback's not going to let it go right and and when you see Pat not letting it go it's like well I can tell you the end of this story Right. Unless something changes. Right. Yeah. So right. it's hard. I, I don't love the end of that story for them because it continues <laughs> to I. put well, because it continues to put Patrick in positions of vulnerability, escaping the pocket. We see we yep. have muscle memory um, in our Super Bowl memories of yeah. what happened against the Tampa Bay Tampa Buccaneers Bay, yep. defense when basically we saw Patrick Mahomes running backwards for yep. sixty minutes and you know, that's no, that default no surprise. program that I, I, I referenced earlier is yeah, it's just not effective. It's just not something that he's gonna he's gonna be able to make plays in that scenario, but it's not it's not efficient. It's not going to win a Super Bowl. It's, it, in fact, it would lose you a Super Bowl, as we've seen. Yeah, it was no surprise yeah. at what a, what a gaudy scoreline that was for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But how do you build trust? Do you just as is it is it important for Patrick Mahomes right now? I feel like the onus is probably on him. Is it is it important for him to just say to himself, lose the demons of doubt? and continue to feed these guys, continue to honor them being out there, continue to believe that they're going to make a play, and then when they finally do, one will turn into two, will turn into three, and now we will have rebuilt trust higher degree of confidence, lower degree of, uh, you know, vulnerability and failure is, does it work that way? Or is it about more reps, um, in practice, or is it about saying, you know what? Fool me once, shame on yeah. you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I'm not going back to you. I'm now going to run the ball and just change up the offense so, yeah. altogether. So this is where the head coach makes his money because as I watched Andy and Pat talking on the sideline after the this last week's game with about a minute, you know, 30 seconds left. Yeah, yeah. And you could see, like, Andy was telling him, you keep these guys right. It's my job to put the right guys in the right positions. Yes. So that's exactly the dynamic that you will find yourself. So... To, to your question, what do you do if you're Pat Mahomes? You continue to rip it to these guys. You have to push yourself to if this guy's open and there's a window for me to throw it to him, I have to let it go, right? And then it's Andy's job to put the right guys in those situations because if you try to go out as a quarterback and say, um, I'm not going to trust him, well, then you're just not going to win anyway, right? right? So if the play's there, this, this league is too hard to throw the football second guessing or not ripping it with anticipation or not doing a lot of the things or, that we or see. half second guessing yeah, just, that half second delay it, it, it yeah. changes everything so it's andy it's yes. andy now it's andy putting the right guys in those positions right. because it, all 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 pat should be doing is seeing coverage understanding the route concept and then ripping it to that spot like i don't care who it is right that's that's where his mind should be I, i'm gonna keep throwing it right and he can be frustrated on the sideline but you got to keep 
You got to keep throwing it. Now it's Andy's job to say, all right, Kadarius, you're the screen guy. All right, you're the gadget guy. And maybe I'll take a shot or two with you, but you're not going to get 15 targets, right? Or whatever that, whatever that looks like. You know, if, 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 you, if you build your, your offensive system to where your quarterback is seeing things clearly and you got the right guys in place, number 15 is he is definitely good enough to take you all the way. It's, it's possible. Chiefs' final three games at home against the Raiders. That is on Christmas Day. And then the week after, they are also at home to face the Cincinnati Bengals. Burrowhead Stadium. I'm kidding. I didn't say it. Take it back. And, uh, and then Rally the last week of the season, they're across the street at SoFi to take on the Chargers. Now, like the Eagles, there is still a path to a top seed for the Chiefs. Unlike the Eagles, it's a little bit more clear cut. If they went out... The Ravens have to lose two, and the Dolphins have to lose at least one. So not the season that the Chiefs had anticipated being at this point in the season, having to rely on others to trip up so that you can uh, take off. There's a path here, though. There is a path. I, I feel much better about them than I do Philly right now, just, just because of the components that are there and, and kind of what they've been given you know, in, in that run game and defense. Like that's just, uh, It's like, man, give me that at the end of the year and Pat Mahomes, I got a chance. Now it's just up to me to scheme up some stuff, get some faith and confidence going on our offense. We got this. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I want to thank today's special guest, David Carr, and invite the listener to join us tomorrow when Michael Robinson will be the man in the hot seat. And he is here to puff up his chest a little bit, guys, about uh, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Bills Mafia, the honorary president of Bills Mafia, Michael Robinson, can finally smile a little smile of hope, real hope, because if the Bills went out, well, they're pretty much in. So there you go. Uh, We will discuss the Bills and a few other teams on the outside looking in who may just find themselves in in the end. David Carr, thank you so much for your time today. Of course, Drew. Uh, That's for tomorrow, guys. Uh, Michael Robinson will be here. Till then, ciao for now. 
NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.